Hello Coven, I'm your host, Rachel Pond, and this is Practical Magic. And this week's episode is all about graveyard magic. How do you do it? Do you have to be at a cemetery? What gifts, if any gifts, should you leave? Well, this and more is what I will be discussing this week. So let's jump right on into it. So starting off with entering a cemetery. You're at the door, you're at the entryway. Before I enter, I always ask permission. If my body sways, um, you know, sways front to back, um, that's a yes for me. If it sways side to side, that's a no, which I have gotten a no every once in a while. Not that often, but it has happened. Um, and when I get the no answer, I, I take that as it's not no, don't ever come back. It's just, it's not a good time. And it could be one of a few reasons. There could be a, um, a funeral happening. It could just be, um, you know, whatever. It could be the, the landscapers there and it's just not a proper time. Um, so just come back at a later date. Now, if the answer is yes, uh, I say thank you. And of course, you don't need to say this out loud. You can if you want, but um, say thank you and then enter. Um, And then I go straight to my desired place. I don't tend to just walk around and be, you know, meandering around. Um, It's good to have a purpose. Um, now I just want to step back for a second. It is said that when you ask for permission, when you get the answer, um, there's a couple different versions of this. Some people say it's the Fae giving you the answer. Some people say it's the, uh, spirit of the very first person that was buried there. Um, and some even say it's the spirit of your deceased loved one, uh, whether that be family, friend, um, you know, whoever it is that you're going to visit. Um, and I like to lean more towards it's the spirit of a deceased loved one. And I also like to think that whether you're going to a cemetery where that deceased loved one is, or if you're going to another random cemetery, I actually just discovered a new one on the way to my therapist. Um, and so I have plans this week to go check it out. Um, and I like to think that when I enter that cemetery, if I get the okay to enter, um, it will be my grandfather or one of my ancestors giving me the green light. Um, so they don't, just, I like to think they don't just talk to you when you go to their cemetery. Um, so some offerings that are recommended, of course, follow your heart. If you, these, uh, examples of gifts don't resonate with you, but you do want to leave a gift, just leave what best, what you feel drawn to. So some examples are coins. Um, I've heard some people say just one coin at the entryway is good enough. I've heard some people say nine. So follow your heart is what I would say with any of these offerings. Coffee grounds, tobacco, uh, just to name a few. 
I'm sure there are much, much more. Um, so, um, let's see here. I'm putting the notes that I've already covered to the side so I don't get confused. Because I know I, I have a tendency of losing my place while recording. So I'm trying to prevent that from happening. Um, so, you've left your offering at the entryway. Um, you know, you've gotten the permission. You're now walking into the cemetery. Um, I would just mention one more thing. If your purpose of coming to the cemetery is to gather dirt, whether that be from a actual gravesite or um, just from the cemetery in general, like the outskirts of the cemetery... Uh, I would recommend to come with your own dirt to put in place of the dirt that you are taking so you're not leaving like a hole. And that's just good for multiple reasons. One, um, I'm not thinking that you're going to dig this huge massive hole, but just disturbing the ground like that, it could make it easy for somebody to trip because of the little divot and or... It just is unattractive. You know, you're, you've disturbed a small piece of land and you want to leave the cemetery as much as you possibly can. Leave it the way you found it. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there. Um, be as respectful as possible. Obviously, uh, don't remove anything from a gravesite. Uh, if it's purposely put there by like, if you can tell, like, it was put there by, like, a loved one or something, don't remove it to use for your spell work. Um, but, for example, if you don't want to dig up dirt, but you want to use something around a particular gravesite, uh, feel free to uh, use blades of grass um, or wildflowers uh, that may grow around. Uh, of course, you can also use le- leaves, twigs, um uh, whatever that may be scattered around the gravesite. And this goes for as well, just around the cemetery in general. Um, you know, if you find, um, the feather of a bird or something, or even like acorns, there's tons of super old trees at the cemetery where my grandfather is, and there's acorns scattered around everywhere. Um, so you can use things like that. You don't always have to use dirt, but of course it is something that you can use. Um, just, you know, don't narrow yourself down just to that. You can literally use anything you can forge at a cemetery. Um, let's see. So, um, once you have forged your desire... Um, your desired items, uh, especially, you know, if it's from a particular site. Um, just remember that you want to pick somebody that you want to pick that stuff from a site where that person's alignment is parallel to yours. So, for example, let's say you've got a court date coming up and of course you're seeking justice but um and you've got a deceased loved one that was a a judge if they were a corrupt person 
then their energy would go against your desired outcome. Um, so you want to make sure you do your research and, um, you know, make sure that the energy from the site that you're using will benefit you. Uh, because if they don't align with you, it will make it either it will corrupt your spell and it just won't work or it will do all it can to try to stop your spell, which again is another way of corrupting it. But it, um, so obviously you want your spell to be as successful as possible. Um, Um, some examples of, uh, you know, of spells you can do with graveyard dirt and or anything that you forge at a cemetery. And again, these are not all, but a good chunk. You know, you can use graveyard dirt for any spell. But um, uh, grief, sadness, death, and that could be the literal death of somebody or it could be the death of a time and experience, um, um, you know, the, the, the end of a, a bad habit. Um, let's say you're trying to improve your relationship with, with food, for example, um, you know, and you're doing a spell for the death of, of that negative habit. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, that's kind of a random example, but hopefully you understand where I'm going with that. Um, the ending of a certain time, a season, you know, um, jobs, money, relationships, um, uh, prosperity. Um, you can also use it on closure. Um, you know, uh, relationships don't always end the way we desire them to, and we're sometimes left with, with um, like an with an opening, with a gash, you know, because there's no closure. So you can do a spell for closure, um, just to name a few of them. Of course, I'm sure you all could come up with a whole lot more than I just did, but um, hopefully that's a good starting point for you. I should also just mention, um, probably should have mentioned this from the very start, um, check the, uh, uh, rules of your cemetery. Every cemetery has them. My cemetery, they're all the way at the end. There's a little building and on the building, there's a, a list. I think there's like 10 rules that you need to abide by. No drinks, no food, um, no loud music, no dogs, um, of course, you got to be out by sundown. Uh, they don't even give a time. They just said, you know, cemetery closes by sundown. Um, so follow your rules before anything. Uh, because even if you leave a, a, a gift, you know, you get the okay, but then you come in and you're playing music and you're just making a bunch of noise not to be disrespectful but let's say your spell calls for music and dance and chants and all of that uh and if those things go against the cemetery then you're breaking rules and that goes against your desired outcome of your spell so you want it all to be cohesive and all work together um
So uh, cemeteries are also a great place to charge your tools. Um, meditation, I actually did a episode on uh, near-death experience and ghost stories. Um, I think that was two weeks ago I did that. Um, and um, I, I recommend you guys checking that out. Uh, it's one of my favorite of the most recent episodes I've done. I like talking about the supernatural, but um, yeah, so because cemeteries are a good place, not that you can't in other places, but cemeteries are known for a good place to connect with, uh, uh, with the afterlife, with spirits, and whatnot, and I think that that's mostly just because the living have attached to grit to say to cemeteries the idea that that's where our loved ones are when in reality their bodies are there but their spirits have moved on hopefully of course there are some that are in the in-between you know but uh in this episode we're focusing on loved ones that have crossed over um and that's just because Cemeteries are one of the last untouched pieces of land. Our world is all about uh, knocking down the old and building new. Um, and cemeteries, for obvious reasons, um, is not very disturbed. The most disturbing of the earth there at a cemetery is, you know, planting something or digging up the earth to bury someone. Um, but other than that, the earth is rather under, un, undisturbed. Um, so because it's in, in such a raw, pure state, uh, consider comparing to the rest of the earth, um, it's a great place to like meditate, charge tools, um, communicate, listen. It's a great place to go and just listen. Um, and... <sighs> I, I just kind of smiled a little bit after saying that because it's just, it's so peaceful for me. I love cemeteries. I was actually telling my therapist that uh, cemeteries to me is one of the most um, beautiful Zen places. And she had this look of panic like, why do you feel so connected, you know, to the cemetery? I mean, like, that's where the dead go. Um, and I explained to her that I've had several near-death experiences with my seizures, and I've seen a white light and all of this, and I, there, especially right now, this past week has been a really rough week for my mental health. Um, yesterday, uh, Friday the 15th was, uh, six years ago that I lost my grandfather, and so, uh, the week leading up to yesterday just was a, a world of emotions and um yeah so um once I explained to her uh where I'm coming from then I also to kind of ease her mind I, I told her that like when I was a kid and this is true when I was a kid my parents would always whenever we moved to a new place they would always find the local cemetery and then they would take us there and we would do like, we put paper on the, the tombstone, the gravestone and like a crayon or something and rub it on the paper. And so it would just show up and then we'd go to the local library because this was back in the 90s when like barely anyone had a computer in their house. Um, and we would do research 
on the deceased. And I thought that was the most fun in the world. Um, and if you guys have never done that, nowadays you can just like snap a photo on your phone and then go, you know, to Google. You was going to say go to the library, but you don't need to go to the library. You can just go to Google and look up the, the deceased. Um, so I recommend doing that. It's a lot of fun. You'll learn a lot. Of th- sometimes you, you get a name where not a lot shows up, but sometimes you'll find a name and a whole lot will show up about the person. Um, so, sorry, I got a little off track. <laughs> um, 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 now, if you don't have a gravesite, a graveyard around you, but you still want to work with dirt, you can work from with dirt from anywhere. If you're having money issues, for example, and you want to do a spell to um, rectify those issues, go to a bank and take dirt from there. Again, you may not want to take the dirt like right from in front of the bank, but like most places like that they have a little strip of land like in front of them like I know my bank for example uh right before you you know go into the parking lot there's a sidewalk and so then like um there's like a strip of of grass going along along the sidewalk so if I didn't want to for multiple reasons either somebody could look at me as I'm gathering dirt in front of the bank and like she's super weird which I am thank you very much I'm kind of proud of that but or it could be an employee be like hey you can't do that so you take the dirt from the property but not close so like no one really thinks anything of it um if you um are for example starting a business and there's a business that is in your neighborhood and they're super successful um you can do a business spell and take dirt from that site and uh again being respectful i would recommend looking up the rules from where you live and uh you know because every place is different um so those are just some examples. So if you don't have a graveyard around you, uh, don't feel like, oh, I can't do this. Um, and I would also say that some of this is also very easy, if not all, or something that you can do if you're in the closet. Like, um, you know, let's say you're somebody in high school and you don't feel comfortable coming out to your parents and saying, you know, I'm a witch. Um, you know, you can go to um, a park, a cemetery, whatever, you know. It's, you know, do, do you. Don't disobey, don't d- disobey your parents, you know. Like, if they say don't, don't, you know. I'm not telling you to break rules, but, like, you can still incorporate dirt into your practice and then for example you can uh, get a candle put it in some olive oil then roll the the candle with the olive oil in the dirt and burn it um 
And they might just think that, you know, hey, that's a little odd way to dress a candle and burn a candle, but they won't think much of it. Um, so, um, yeah. I thought I had more for this week, but I think that would be it. I do want to leave you all with um, a book recommendation. It's called uh, uh, Utterly Wicked, and it's by uh, Dorothy Morrison. Um, I came across this book while doing my research for this week's episode. Um, So I think that will be it for this week. But I will be back next week with discussing uh, about the veil and uh, how to tap into that, how to work with the energy of the veil. So that's next week. Stay tuned for that. But of course, um, as always, in the meantime, you can find me over on Instagram and uh, TikTok, both at Practical Magic Pod. But besides that, I hope you all have a magical week and I'll see you next time. Bye, Coven. <laughs>